I hope people <laughs> I hope people can't hear a uh, baby shark going on. You'll have to tell me if you hear it at all, but we're just recording at an earlier time and my kiddos are just plopped in front of the TV until my husband gets off work. <laughs> you know what? If they do hear baby shark, they're just gaining additional culture and insight oh, and into your home. If they listen to go. baby shark. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, welcome everybody. We are on our season finale. So pumped. So pumped. So excited. Yeah. So this is season three, episode uh, 22. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to see what you think. I'm excited to see what you think about what I think. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, yeah. It was just a, a whirlwind of an episode for me. So. I know. And we are that much closer to the series finale, Sam. That's like what blows my mind is that like there's only one more season finale after this one, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Oh, guys. (laughs) I'm so excited. Okay, let's just get into it. Um, So we are going over... Uh, Like I said, season three, episode 22, the title is The Other Side of the Wall. And just as a reminder, we are only doing one episode today. We are just going to be going through um, episode 22 by itself. And instead of our regular format where we talk about themes and then uh, we talk about things that we liked and we didn't like, we are only talking about the episode of things that we liked, loved, maybe even hated, but we're doing it in chronological order so that you are following the entire episode episode as it was shown to you exactly and then of course with our fun superlatives and mvps and giveaway announcement which i'm so pumped for exactly so stick around you're gonna hear a lot about uh this final episode so let's start it off with what we liked and what we loved we're doing like i said we're doing this in chronological order so we're trying to keep with the story so that you don't get lost with us bouncing around but it looks like my comment is the first one up and i just really loved the beginning part where they're still in this big state meeting and um they're talking about well should we share this information with the public maybe we shouldn't we don't want to mass panic and pixis actually stands up and says should we keep our people blind again um he's acting yeah. as the moral compass that parody now that we know it's called parody needs and reminding the military and historia that this is what they fought against all of the lies that were given before like they want to be transparent they don't just want to be the military that took over but to actually benefit the people. For real. And I freaking love Pixis. I think he is just a gem that is so underrated. But I love how he just calls everyone out and says, oh, so we're just going to continue keeping our citizens blind and we're going to continue deceiving them. And then he adds, if we did all this, why did we even bother stealing the crown from the previous king? Like... He just reminds everyone, like, this is the, we're doing the exact thing that we hated and that we swore that we would not do. Why are we even debating whether or not we bring this to the citizens? Oh, he's just so good. I love Pixis. Yeah. He, he just does an amazing job. Like, okay. In terms of Dungeons and Dragons, if we have anybody else who plays d d <laughs> out there, you can tell me, get in the comments and tell me um, what alignment that you think that Pixis would be. But honestly, I think that he would be a lawful neutral, uh, just because lawful neutral being somebody who is um, definitely on the side of like doing the right thing, but can do something that is somewhat questionable. Um not evil, but (gasps) doing the right thing for the people, regardless of if it might not be good for everybody. Oh my goodness, Sam. I totally subscribe to that. Not that I play Dungeons and Dragons, but you are, I feel like you're spot on because remember back when Ervin was sharing his story and Pixis was like, well, um, I'm going to see how this plays out. And if I believe that you're correct, then I will go with you. 
but I'm not going yeah. to blow the whistle that you're going to do this. Like he's totally lawful neutral. Yeah. I, I subscribe well, to that. We'll wait until my husband listens to this episode because I bet you anything that he'll be like, Sam, you're actually describing neutral or whatever. And I, cause I always mess up the um, alignments. Oh, <laughs> um, wait, so I is bet there you just a neutral gonna... neutral? Is there a neutral yeah. neutral? Oh, yeah, no. There's like chaotic neutral. <laughs> there's lawful neutral. There's <laughs> lawful. What is it? Evil, lawful evil. I don't know. Just there's like a ton oh, of them. Man. So, well, um, yeah. Sorry. Well, got off topic. We are not talking about D&D today. We are talking about Attack on Titan. So I'm very <laughs> sorry about that. But if you do play Dungeons and Dragons or if you're John, let us know. <laughs> exactly. Okay, Megan, what is uh, the next point that you have? Oh, my goodness. Well, oh, gosh. Okay, speaking of baby shark, I've got my dog in the office with me, and she has a squeaky toy that she wants me to play with her. So sorry if you're hearing a squeaky toy. That's just my adorable almost three-year-old pit bull playing in my office. Um, But anyway, the thing that I loved next was just the Levi comment. He always makes me laugh with his, like, one-liners. But it's when yeah. the journalists said that they appreciated the work that they did, you know, from one working stiff to another. Exactly. And Levi just replies, uh-huh, why don't you fluff us up a little bit on your next article that you write? And I just, like, I found it hilarious. Just, I mean, maybe it's because I used to be a journalist, but for sports. Uh, but I just thought it was hysterical. So, <laughs> and the fact that it came from Levi, I mean, super cool. Always. <laughs> always. Always, always. Yeah. You know, cool guy energy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought that, that was pretty funny, too. He's just, I, I feel like he, his sarcasm and his wittiness is his way of, like, trying to uh, bully people into doing what he wants. Because he's oh, not that exactly. big. Like, he's not that big and intimidating, but he's got that look in his eye. And I just mm-hmm. love it. 100%. Um, the the next part that I really loved, um, I think that Flock's monologue, even though I was, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Flock, um, I see his purpose as a character, right? Um, I think that his monologue was really needed. Um, he felt betrayed. And he's not mm-hmm. wrong. Like, he feels betrayed that he was lied to about what this... Maybe... I don't know if it's about what the scouts do or just like the nature of how dangerous it was. Um, But he really feels absolutely like he was lied to. Um, Erwin did do a lot to inspire people to aid the cause of the scouts, but did he inspire the right kind of people all the time? I don't think so. Um, Flock Mm. being a really good example of that, like not telling them that, their deaths their might full not purpose. be a noble death. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Well, maybe I don't want to speak ill of the dead, aka speak ill of Irvin, but I don't know. Because if his recruitment speech was anything like Aaron and their group, I mean, he probably made it abundantly clear. Because remember his speech back with um, Aaron and all them? Like, he was telling them, he told them the numbers. He was like, look, we've got a lot of plans. Most of you will die. I just think that Flock probably got swept up in the success of the scouts thus far and the success of the coup d'etat that he was not tested. And so he felt the need to put the blame on someone else. Whereas, like, back in the the dining hall, when he was like, hey, you guys aren't veterans. Like, you guys are barely older than me. We did the training together. Mm-hmm. They were like, you have no freaking clue. You know? Yeah. And so I just that think it was, I just think it was Flock being an asshole. Um, but I'm going to save that for the next section <laughs> where I really let it rip. 
you know? Yeah. No, I, I can definitely see both sides. I can definitely see Flock just being like puffed up and thinking that he's going to be amazing and that the scouts are going to excel with him. Um, and I can, but I can also see Erwin just selling it. Like well, he, he even talks about his, his way with words and how he will have to inspire the those last people to pretty much kill themselves at the end. Well, um, that is true. There is a meme that says that Ervin could convince a slug to drown themselves in salt. And yeah, I, exactly. I do agree. <laughs> but you know what? And that's, a, that's the problem is that with a combination of those type of people, those type of people that are very persuasive and those people that think more of themselves than what they are, Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe not a realistic view of themselves when they come together, it's it's bound to be trouble. So, well, yeah, that is true. And I guess we've got to have some opposition, and Flock is that really good character yeah. for that. Because we all know we wish it was Marlo who survived <laughs> instead. <laughs> well, and I think that this brings, uh, you saying that really brings a good point um of we we need that opposition i think that attack on titan is really good about presenting the other perspective regardless yep. of if it is correct or if it is um good mm-hmm. uh, attack on titan is very um good at at showing both sides so exactly. I, I like that you said that not everyone on the good side is good like whatever yeah. his name is zachary premier zachary and flock but they're there. So, yeah. Exactly. Um, the next point that I wanted to make was I loved Aaron's flash to his father's memories when he kisses his story's hand. Yep. Um, we're finding out that that Grisha, in his final moments with the Rice family, begs Frida to kill the Titans outside of the wall so that his own family, he's begging for yep. his own family just like the owl wanted him to, he wanted him to love people inside the walls. Um, begs Frida to kill the outs or the Titans outside of the wall so that his family can live in peace. That was him trying to save everyone and not disturb what sanctuary that they have. Yeah. Um, it also shows that Aaron and Carla weren't just a cover family to him, that he truly, <sighs> truly loved him. And I really, as, as a viewer, I kind of needed that confirmation. <laughs> because of all this questioning of Grisha and his character. That's very true. We have questioned him this whole entire time, and especially in the beginning when we had no clue where he was. Well, especially you, I I knew, but I wasn't going to, like, spoil anything. But, yeah, we needed to know that he actually cared, and I definitely agree. Um, He did not want to lose everything again, the same way yeah. he lost D- Dinah and the same way he lost Seek. Um, I think it also shows that he did not set out to murder the royals. He wanted yeah. their assistance. And yes, the owl did task Grisha with the the mission to steal the power, a.k.a. eat the royals. But we can see that in that moment... That was not his objective to to kill them all. So, yeah, in a way, it makes it a little bit more justifiable, a little more um, easy to swallow that that is what Grisha had to do. So very good point. I I like that you said that. Um, Megan, you have our next point. Oh, man. Well, I just loved them all riding out beyond the walls. You know, we see that while Maria, the refugees, they're finally going to go back. And he said a year, almost a year after their victory with Trost. But that means that they've been away from their homes for like six years, you know, because it was like around five years when they had the wall down so it's been a long time and that was perfect and then seeing them just like ride off on their horses and explore the way the scouts are supposed to and the sun is shining and it's just like oh you needed this this is the whole purpose so it felt right to finally let them 
roam the world freely or their world freely. Finally. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I liked seeing the expressions on each of the characters' faces. Um, only two really stood out to me, though. It was Armin just yes. marveling at the birds. And you could kind of, I mean, I, I guess this is me reading into it, but you can tell that, like, he's definitely trying to enjoy what life that he has been given. Exactly. Yes. He um, was given this second chance at life. It felt very yeah. perfect to highlight the look on Armin's face out of all of them. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I did also notice Aaron's face the entire time though, too. And he um, looked very mm, stoic. Um, stoic, somber. Yes. Um, somber. That's the word. Yeah. Mm -hmm, I agree. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I really like that too. It kind of gave a shining moment of happiness. <laughs> I know. Which we don't so get to needed. See I yeah. know so needed. Oh, geez. Um, but. the next part that I really uh that I really enjoyed was I loved the fact that when they found the abnormal outside of the walls that they didn't just kill him. Um, now that they know who these titans are, which are fellow patriots. Right. And he wasn't going to harm them. Uh, they left him be, um, giving him the appreciation of not slaughtering him like an animal. Like, And I think mm -hmm. that that's a big jump for them as a group. Not just Aaron, but the rest of the group as well. Um, to be able to take Aaron's memories and his word um, that these titans are people that were really on their side originally. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we know that Flock, he kind of held back and was like, we're not slaughtering them. Like, what's the deal here? But the yeah. fact that everyone else kind of, you know, made peace with it, it was kind of, it was a really beautiful moment, you know? Yeah. Um, kind of, well, like a bittersweet kind of beautiful moment. Definitely. No, I would agree with that. Megan, uh, you have our next point. Oh, yes. So Our final point for the segment. Yes. The last final thing that I loved was, I mean, they're, they're venturing out. They see just going off of the Titan. They see the direction he's coming from. So they kind of follow that direction. And can you imagine how it felt to reach that port? Like to see the changing landscape from the grass to the rocks to the sand and mm -hmm. then going beyond that and finally seeing the sea and like that just was so perfect and of course they're playing they're like this means so much to them and I would imagine that this would be the equivalent of man reaching the moon for them yeah, like that's a good this point. this seemed impossible they had no idea it even existed and once they kind of were putting things together, it's like, well, if you were Armin, you were holding on to this for so long. And so to watch them, you know, play in the sea, just like pick things up to taste it, to get in it. It just was like, this is such a precious moment that they finally got to do it. And it was just the survivors, you know, this small core group. Mm -hmm that they were able to do it because so many of them, you know, lost their lives to help them get to that point. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Super sweet. Super, super cool ending. Um, yeah. I, there is just a lot of things that were going on during this episode for me in terms of like, I know that they had talked about before, that um, the, the Marillions were yeah. wanting to get underneath the Paradis soil and that they were going to try to attack Paradis at some point. Um, but I had never put two and two together. <laughs> oh, really? Zeke, that Zeke was still with the Marillions. Yeah. That, mm -hmm. that Reiner and Bertolt were from where Grisha was from. Like, Yep. did not grasp it until this episode when they said that the Titans were being utilized by the Marleans. Because yep. in my mind, I felt like the Marleans were just so disgusted by the Titans that they weren't 
they didn't want to have anything to do with them. Yep. And so that was just a big, big moment for me <laughs> to make all of that connection. And I'm like, oh, oh, ah. yes, <laughs> exactly. It Because what does that make Zeke, Rhina, Bertolt, and Annie? They have Titan power. Eldians are the only ones who can have Titan power. But Eldians mm-hmm. on parody are the worst. What does this all mean? Yeah. Ah. It's it's just so crazy because what I kept thinking was, okay, they've they've returned at this point. Now they're going to go out um, and explore and they're going to have to prepare themselves for being attacked for whatever resources underneath parody. Mm-hmm. That was what was in my mind. And I when they said that, I was like, oh, my goodness, they've been attacking them this whole entire time to get the resource underneath parody. They've been going through it. And so I was just like, oh, fuh. okay, well, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so like now much. they know they feel behind. Like that's that's how I feel about the people behind the walls. They've been going through this and they didn't even know. And now they're behind on being they- able to prep and understand. And they've just got to run with what they have. Exactly. It's like they've been in the middle of a game that they didn't even know what was going on. Exactly. And then they're like, holy freaking crap where do i even begin you know exactly that's the that's kind of the worst feeling ever (laughs) so yeah okay well now that we've talked about that little tangent that i threw in there and uh, the things that we liked and we loved we're now going to move on to the things that we really didn't like or love about the episode and it looks like megan has our first point yeah, we're we're going to go back to when I basically said that Flock was a total ass at the ceremony <laughs> okay. or at the memorial. Um because it's just like he was saying one inappropriate comment after another. The first was with Hitch yeah. and his comment was like, "Yeah, Marlo probably would have wished that he never volunteered." And it's like how would you know that? Like, I mean, you were yeah. scared. You probably wish that. But he yeah. never said an inkling of anything to you ever. Um, And I really appreciated Jean in that moment who's like, why did you tell her that? Because it did feel very inappropriate. And mm-hmm. then a few short moments later, he was a total butt face to Armin. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's like Armin already has this survivor's guilt to the extreme. Yeah. Um, More so than Flock, like, to the extreme, because he knows that it was a choice and that it could have been Ervin. And Levi gave him those words a couple episodes ago saying, this is your new mission, to live your life and to never doubt it, like, Levi had to tell him um, because he knew it would be hard for Armin. And then here's Flock who's like, yeah, all of us agree with me because uh, your friends got soft. Only Mikasa gave up. And so did Captain Levi. Like, he just was so inappropriate. And Jean was like, let's not do this at a memorial for our fallen comrades. And I was like, thank you. Like, just being such an ass um you know and i mean i yeah. i totally get that he's there um because none of us really want him to be there like i would genuinely be surprised like at this yeah. point season three finale if people said oh i like flock i'd be like i'd be questioning who you are as a person out on the streets mm-hmm. if you like flock first off um, and just to add a little bit more to the um, uh, the ass wipery of Flock. Um, okay. <laughs> I think that his hair looks like a reddish turd swirl. Like, who designed oh his hair and thought it looked cool? Like, okay. maybe his hair but fits maybe his that's personality. The point. Exactly. Maybe that's I- the point. <laughs> 
Exactly. I'm like, as I'm saying this, I'm like, you know what? Asswipe. And he's got hair that looks like a turd. Maybe this all makes sense <laughs> now. Okay. But I had to get that off my chest. Oh, and I, I finally was able to do that. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's my point. And I think, I think more people will agree with you than with my point. So. But I, I, I'm here for it. Speak it. We always have to have an opposite. <laughs> you know, we can't yes. be so extreme. Yeah. I think people are going to be so upset. Just like with the whole, how I didn't like the whole almost Armin Mikasa moment. <laughs> where they almost yeah. kiss. And I was like, this was the terrible, <laughs> terrible scene. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is my comment. I gotta say, I wasn't a fan of the end. I know that you put that as like part of, that you loved, but um, I felt like mm-hmm. everyone was enjoying themselves. And then here's Aaron and poor Aaron. Like I understand he's got a lot on his shoulders. He's thinking about a lot and he doesn't know what to do about it. But Aaron just brings them back down with the fact that they won't truly have peace unless they kill their enemies. Or maybe they won't ever have peace at all. It just felt like he was ripping away the hope right out from under them as they're trying to enjoy it. And like, I understand having those feelings, but sometimes you just got to keep them inside until like the right moment. Not when everybody else is enjoying themselves. (laughs) I don't know. That's just, you know, I just think that every party needs a pooper and Aaron is always (laughs) in his feels. Um, And he's at that awkward stage, you know, so it's like, you know, maybe we'll cut him some slack. But I do think there is some legitimacy in his final question. If we kill our enemies, will we finally be free? Because a few years ago, they thought freedom meant just going outside the walls. They thought it meant confirming that the sea existed. And Mm -hmm. now... Now they know what the sea actually means. It meant hope in the moment, but really it's almost as if Aaron is seeing this as a barrier. They cannot cross it. They don't have the means to cross it, but Mm -hmm. their enemies can and they want to harm them. So I think that's why Aaron just kind of got in his feels a little bit because it showed to them that they still aren't free because there will always be this problem with this unknown enemy that they cannot stop. So, yeah, no, for sure. But I, I think that there is a purpose, and I don't, it's just, I hate when the party gets pooped on. I and know. I, and I hate when it's just like right there, and it's like, it's obvious that everybody is just like, trying to feel to understand and it's a very overwhelming moment but Aaron has never been super great at regulating his emotions to begin with so <laughs> exactly why would I expect anything less during a happy moment instead mm-hmm. of the usual sad or angry moment so you know very very true yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> so Talking about that, let's move on to questions that we have, because I know that there are a couple questions that at least I had um, for season four. Yeah, let it rip, Um, Sam. uh, (laughs) Well, I will. Um, (laughs) So now that everyone knows that they are descendants of Amir, are they going to fight back? They really haven't ever had to truly fight before. Mm-hmm. Like in in this in the total sense of we move everybody to battle. Like they've always right. just kind of defended. They've never been really the attackers for the most part, besides skirmishes with the scouts. But like, are people going to take this information that has been shared and do something about it? We'll see. <laughs> we'll poop. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, My next question is, now that the scouts have found the wall that the Patriots are being dumped off of, are they going to stop it? 
maybe like something like ambushing, guerrilla warfare type of stuff. Like they see, and I'm pretty sure that Aaron, because he's had these visions uh, or memories from his father, know that this is the wall. Like there's right. uh, there's like 99%. That's how I feel about that. So what are they going to do with that information? Are they going to try to stop the Titans before they actually get to the people in Paradis so that mm-hmm. the people in Paradis can work on defending? And I, I want there to be some type of destabilizing the Marlians with small ah. like, amounts of people, <laughs> but like very covert operations that are wicked because i feel like the team that we have right now for the scouts are very good at that absolutely you basically want some offensive uh badassery yes Yes, exactly okay well we will see sneaky sneaky (laughs) nice um my only question was for you sam and that was what we touched on earlier with um you know the Eldians changing into Titans and only the Eldians you know what would that mean for Reiner, Annie, Bertolt and Zeke but we touched on that and it seems that you have already had your mind blown but I just wanted to like double check and confirm uh I uh but it does raise more know. questions, though. Once you kind of connect those dots, it does raise some more questions. Yeah. Like, like I, I'm wondering why, like, there are just so many things. Like, why haven't they tried to do more with Annie now that they know more about them, <laughs> I guess? Well. Like, are they going to come back and be like, I, I know that they can't get into the the crystal cocoon, cocoon yeah the crystal yeah. cocoon um but i feel like they got they got i don't know i was about to say they got to do something but they probably have been do, trying to do something i just feel like maybe if aaron just like touches her little crystal cocoon something happens or like or, he remembers <gasps> how to undo it or, or something. what if historia touches Ooh, Annie, because she has the little zappy zap going on. Ooh, she yeah. could probably get a lot of info just from touching Annie because yeah. she touched Emir's letter, you know, yeah. and it's like, why not? Actually, I think I found a little um, story whole plot. Why didn't um, Historia ever get the zappy zap anytime em- uh, she touched Emir prior to learning Previously. she was a Titan? And why didn't she get a zappy zap whenever when Rhina saved her off of the falling yeah. tower? <gasps> Where? Why is there a series a story loophole? Why? But oh is that no! Because because Aaron is the coordinate. No, because Reiner was the coordinate before that, was he not? No, Aaron is still the coordinate, but uh, Historia, who doesn't have any coordinate Titan ability, she still touched Emir's letter and got the zappy zap. That's true. So she doesn't necessarily need it. So I'm like, story plot hole massive, why didn't I think of this before, is why wasn't there any zappy electricity going on anytime historia was either saved by rhina that one time back in the season two or when she Mm -hmm. touched a mirror okay well i feel like i've put a grenade in in part of the plot (laughs) sorry everyone um i don't even remember where we went oh yeah historia touching annie's cocoon crystal yeah she probably should do that yeah, the, I feel like there needs to be more to to understand. Like, oh, I don't know. Anyway, lots of well, questions. Yes, this this Those is the, the ones questions category. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, okay. Now that we have even more questions than what we actually wrote down, and I can't <laughs> verbalize them, um, let's just move on to our MVP recap. 
Um, just a oh, reminder man. that we have um, uh, each MVP vote will get a solid point, And then the honorable mentions that we've done in the past will get a half point. Um, the totals that we have given you have been from season one. Um, yep, and just now. accruing. Yep. Yes. So this has been accruing. Uh, starting from the lowest to the highest, um, we have marked out a couple people that have passed away that have had points. So uh-huh. we won't be mentioning them, even though we have um, done MVPs for them in the past. But um, should I explain first... my colors, Sam? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have it color coordinated. So yeah. uh, the yellow ones mean that they made it onto the board. Um, so there's that. And then the ones that are in red are the ones that died this season, but they, so it's more for me to be like, yeah, put them in black. Um, unless you're, (laughs) unless you're the special one in yellow that, well, the special three in yellow then i'm gonna have to black out but can't do two colors and then uh yeah Yeah. the ones with addition are the ones that you know gained points and i put it all in order so um so uh we're starting off with the lowest amount of points so first off we have historia with 0.5 points which means that she was an honorable mention um we also have moblet who has 0.5 points who was an honorable mention and then we have the owl who was on the board for one point. Next up, who we have in red, because they have passed away, um, is Bertolt with one point. Next up, we have Titan Aaron, not to be confused with regular Aaron. This was, I think, my fault. (laughs) (laughs) My fault from season one, when I was still differentiating them. But Titan Aaron, one point. Sasha has 1.5 points. Connie has 1.5 points. Grisha um, is a total of two points. Then we have Hanji, um, who has a total of two points. Pixis, who has two points. Then Jean, who has two points. Amir, who has two points. Mikasa, who has two points. And the female Titan has two points. All of those people are tied for two points. Ooh, um, that's a lot. Next, Yeah, that's a lot. Um, next up we have Aaron with 4.5 points Armin with 5.5 points he, I want to point out that he gained four he gained four MVPs in this singular season I mean talk about making some moves that's all I'm saying wow okay next up is another person who passed away which is Erwin with 6.5 points he beat out Armin by 1.5 points this season making him the person this season with the most accrued points mm-hmm. of the season, if that makes sense. Yep. And then yeah, but it does make one. sense. Yeah. <laughs> and then number one on our list, are we surprised? It is Levi with 7.5 points. I just want to tell everyone how responsible and fair I was. Um, <laughs> Levi only gained 1.5 uh points this season so he gave everyone a chance to get caught up to him he can't help he can't help that he's leading the pack right now um so yeah there was responsible and fair voting i i just want everyone (laughs) to know that (laughs) well okay that sounds good so yes our top three are armin Irwin, and levi uh for our mvps um up to the or up to this date yeah but we're gonna be dropping the dead weight literally next season so ervin even though he's currently you know number two we can't take him with us yep okay (laughs) um really quick we can run through our season superlatives we have changed things up just slightly from previous seasons um to make some of the superlatives more relevant maybe seasonal if you will um, oh, so the first yeah. one that we have is, um, in honor of the holiday season coming up, uh, who's most likely to, or maybe, yeah, coming up, who, who's most likely <laughs> to give the most awkward white elephant gift? Megan, yeah. why don't you go ahead? I totally put 
Mikasa. And I put her okay. because she is not impractical. She's very sensible. And I think she would hate the whole concept of a white elephant <laughs> gift exchange and would struggle to find a good gift. Okay. Um, I said Connie. Um <laughs> Since he gave that really awkward joke over uh, about the roof over his head um, at <laughs> when just all of these houses are just flying around. Um, yeah. And I just thought like Connie would do something like pluck out a Titan's eye or chop off a finger, mm-hmm. like give somebody the middle finger and it's a Titan finger or, you know, whatever. Like, Oh my gosh, that just- would be hysterical. Like, I could see him doing that. Just morbid, morbid sense of humor. <laughs> um, so, um, this next one is most likely to put something off until tomorrow. I have not thought of that one. So, you can go ahead and um, put down your superlative. I said hitch. Because homegirl is with the MPs and they are in no rush ever. Yes. Okay. Can I just say, I'm going to second that, but for a different example (laughs) where Marlo is talking about Hitch, kind of like getting all teary eyed because you could tell that he likes her Uh um, and he's imagining her and he says that she is probably still sleeping, even though everybody else in the has been up for a really long time. Um, so that's me thinking Hitch. That's a really good one. Yes. Okay. It'll be Hitch. <laughs> okay. Um, best person to share a deserted island with. Oh, man. Well, for me, it has to be Sasha. 1000% because homegirl, she can hunt and she's funny. Mm. So we would be okay for sure. Okay. Um, I'm just going to say Connie again. Cheerly for the funnies. <laughs> Strictly for the it. funnies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, next one up. Uh, most likely to succeed. Let's see. Most likely to succeed. Um, I have to say Jean, given what we know about him. Ooh, good point. Good point. That is what I also said as well. I thought that he is somebody who just really has stepped up uh, when he's needed to. And he's also followed uh, when he needed to. And I think that that has had him succeeding in saving his life, if we want to say that. And he's also a time and place kind of guy. So I'm like, yep, you can go far with that kind of ability. Very, very true. Very true. Um, okay, next one up is most likely to quietly take over the world. Um, I said Historia because I feel like she just like, I know that this is not what people are going to want to hear because I think that she's done a really good job about it. But <laughs> people have put her in place to be powerful and she just kind of ran with it. Like she had the structure to be able to take um to be able to take the crown uh because other people helped her do it and she just kind of like finalized some details like making sure that people saw that she was the one that gave the killing blow to her father's titan and stuff like that and so i feel like she just quietly slipped in there and just made sure that people knew that she was the best choice and currently it seems like it's working and that's really good you know what exactly and uh when she saw her scout friends she was like Oh, I you guys are doing so much. I'm not doing much, but this is my duty, I guess. And her friends are like giving her reassurances like, "No, you're doing great." And I just want to roll my eyes cuz I'm like <laughs> you literally were talking about this is my duty, but I, I okay, I'm going to go on a historia rant. I need to simmer it down, but yeah, she could quietly take over <laughs> the world. That's all I'm saying. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um Next one up is most gullible. And uh, mine was Flock uh, because he really got deep into being uh, a scout. Um, Whether that is his own fault or 
Irwin's fault. We will leave that up to the people. But I just, yeah, was like, yep, he definitely got, yep. Yep, suckered into that. Um, 100% -hmm. agree. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next one up is Best Smile. And I thought I was a genius. But I said, Darla? Oh, wait. Dina. Wait, it auto-corrected on me. Dina. (laughs) Oh, my God. Dina. You know what you did? You meshed Dina and Carla together. (laughs) You made them a celebrity couple of Grisha's wives. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Not Darla. It is Dina. Dina. (laughs) Because she's the smiling titan. You know what? I I love it. In parentheses, I was like, too soon? (laughs) Oh, no, it is perfect. I love it. Um, okay. Most likely to run off with the circus. Oh, man. I have to say Connie. Because uh, I know that he would do well. For sure. And for some reason, I feel like juggling would be his main act. Um, yeah. Or maybe some, slacks, uh, some slapstick comedy a little bit. Um, I just yeah. feel like that would be the number one person (laughs) yeah i don't have one at the top of my head for this one um i i wanted to say marlo because he just easily like just ran off with the scouts oh so i think that i'm going to stick with that as my answer you know what there we go Yep. it works (laughs) yeah Okay, our next one up is most likely to cheer you up. Um, And for me, I said Armin because he always tries to put things in like a better light for everybody. Like, oh, no, you're actually like amazing. Don't worry. You're you're really strong and you're doing great. So I feel like he would do a really good job about that. Yeah, I I have to agree. I would have said Hanji, but she did horribly in comforting Mikasa when Armin was almost dead and then when Armin was revived she really screwed the pooch there and was like yeah "Yeah, I agree it should have been someone else so um it's definitely not Hanji at this point it has to go to Armin (laughs) okay best all around so far I I I don't know I I, for me, this is a group. I love the trio of Jean, Connie, and Sasha. Love oh, them. yes. I love so them I so much. they are best all around. Like, they complement each other very well. Oh, yes. I agree. Um, and we say so far because we reserve the right to always change our minds. Um, yes. I think I'm going to shock some people. I'm going to say Jean. Uh, okay. For reasons like of what he uh, what he did in the memorial ceremony with Flock, just mm-hmm. overall really um, stepping up to the plate. It's actually so funny because one of our um... oh wait no, her beef was with Armin, and I was like that's very interesting. I disagree. I thought she meant Sean for a second. My brain got them confused. So never mind. But yeah, Jean, he has grown so much. And so I'm like, I'm here for it. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, Yeah. I mean, of course, he was part of my trio that was the best so far. So I agree with you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Most likely to get ID'd when they're 30. (laughs) For me, it's Levi because he just looks like all of the other kids running around. I except for his jaded eyes. Oh my gosh! I literally said the same thing. Oh really? Because, yes. You can. Uh, uh, you can remove the blacked out stuff I have, but basically, I That's said that funny. it's because he's so short that he yeah. looks like he could be the same age as these fifteen-year-olds. Like. He totally would be carded and he's already over 30. So it just felt perfect. (laughs) Well, okay. Now that we've done our, um, 
just our MVP lineup points and then our superlatives, let's move on to our overall season three MVPs. So just a reminder, we are not um, doing like, we are not allowing ourselves to vote for the same people for MVPs from season to season. Um, So as a reminder to who Megan can't vote for, she cannot vote for Levi or Aaron and I, Sam, am not able to vote for Aaron or Hannes um, as the overall season MVPs. So, Megan, would you like to share who you chose for your MVP? Yes. I voted for Ervin because... Okay. (laughs) Yes. And I know that he's been a little bit shady, and I know that we have gone back and forth and, like, are his intentions honorable? Look at how many people have died at the expense of him. And, um... You know, with his dream of going to this cellar, you know, okay. is it is it really for humanity's sake? Is it honorable? But I still think I have to vote for him because this whole season, um, he has driven the plot and made the most moves, the coup d'état, the the whole sh- strategy, and the final battle to take back Walmaria him sacrificing his dream for humanity that he ultimately did. I mean, he was at the center of every single major event in season three and now he's gone um, because, you know, he ultimately did. Well, he ultimately did the ultimate sacrifice for him personally in his eyes. So I feel like I just have to Make my overall season MVP, season three MVP, Ervin. Nice. Okay. No, I I understand why you did that. Okay. Did not vote for the same person, but I understand. I, what you you know what? I love it. I love it when we're different. So it's yeah. okay. Tell me yours. Okay. So I know that this person didn't get voted very much, like barely. Uh, But I feel that even though they weren't the top person each episode, the culmination of their acts ended up making me want to vote for them as MVP overall. Um, I picked Hanji because I feel like Hanji every single episode was doing something that was big. It just didn't top somebody else's big moment, if that makes sense. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I feel like they did more big moments than a lot of other people consistently uh, i mean but i understand Irwin. right don't don't get me wrong on that um but hanji carried a lot of the season and i can see some serious shoes being filled right now like taking over Irwin. like somebody yep. amazing has to take over for Irwin because Irwin themselves was very amazing um but hanji moved forward with trying to help out Irwin while he was in like prison or being captured mm-hmm. um then they helped people get out from under the thumb of a bad group of officers then continued training aaron to be able to to plug up the wall and doing experiments with him to see what will work and what doesn't they created the thunder sticks did a lot of recon throughout the entire season and then took over after Irwin was killed so oh, they're just love it. amazing 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 100% and I will say that when Ervin told Hanji to escape because they were going to kill uh the scouts Hanji did stay she was yeah. in the background but she stayed she helped yeah. um Flagel rhymes with bagel um <laughs> she helped Flagel yes survive and that earned the respect from all those citizens like when they were going out they were cheering for the scouts and that's because the town knew that the scouts had their back because of hanji yeah and moblet rest in peace so (laughs) i i agree with that i subscribe to that okay well good i'm glad that we both agree that our respective mvps were good (laughs) Okay, everybody, we are now moving on on to our giveaway announcement. We just wanted to tell you a couple cool things. Um, As we have done in previous seasons, we are doing a giveaway. Uh, We are giving away a premium music box. Megan, do you want to share? Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm super pumped. This 
is a little music box that has the the chimes on the inside. You wind it up and it plays the tune to the Attack on Titan um, opening song. It's like, I'm obsessed with it. Ever since I heard it, I was like, I... I have to get all of these, but we got one for this giveaway and yeah, I hope everyone is excited about this. I'm going to see if we can play it, if it works out. So here we go. Oh, that's oh. so great. Oh. <laughs> love it clearly if you close it it does not turn off so there's that um i have to say um so my husband a couple years ago got me the harry potter version (gasps) where it plays the opening harry potter song and i have absolutely loved it my kids love it um when my oldest was a wee wee babe um we would play it for him um before he would go to bed, um, he was like, I don't know, he was like six months old or whatever. And he would just perk up every single time. And it was the cutest thing. So, so I think that this, uh, this Attack on Titan music box, like, is just so cute. It's something that you can put on your bookshelf next to your Attack on Titan manga. A really cute addition that just gives a little bit of extra oomph to yes. um, your shelf. And just plays the song really well. I love it. I know. We're we're excited to be able to gift this to our giveaway winner. So before we get carried away on how awesome this gift is, there are some rules. Okay. Um, Here are the ways that you can get entries for the giveaway. So give us a five-star review and email us that you have done so at littlebitweebish at gmail.com for five entries. Or if you are on um, our Instagram, you can also just DM us that you have added your five-star review. That's another really easy way if you'd like to. Um, Follow and like us on our TikTok and Instagram posts for an entry. We will be doing um, posts for both of those social medias so that you know when our giveaway starts and when our giveaway ends. And then tag us... Oh, and not just any post. It will be a special post that's for the giveaway that has the box. Yes. So if you're listening, you're like, what post? It's a special one, uh, just like in the previous giveaways past. So head on over, check it out. Exactly. Um, then within that same post, please tag as many Weebish friends that you have. Each tag counts as an entry as well. So we have lots of... Um, lots of chances for you to enter into this giveaway to get this cute little music box. Um, the, um, the giveaway opens today with, uh, with our episode airing. We will, like we said before, we will mention that on our Instagram and our TikTok post that specifically you will need to comment on and like. Um, and then the giveaway will close a week from the date that the post has been aired. Um, we will announce that through our social media when the close date is as well, so that you have that all in one post and that you don't need to, you know, re-listen. I mean, we would love for you to re-listen to <laughs> but of course. <laughs> you don't have to listen through this whole hour-long um podcast to be able to to figure out our giveaway. So there is that. We hope that you guys will enter um, as much as you can and then share it with all of your weebish friends or maybe friends that you want to be weebish. I know that Megan and I growing up, well, at least me being a closeted weeb and then <laughs> um, Megan recently getting into the weebish world in the last couple of years have wanted weebish friends. And I think that this is a really good opportunity to share with people that you are a weeb. Um, do so, it yeah <laughs> exactly um, the last part that we wanted to mention to you guys is that we are announcing our break uh, like previous seasons we have done a break in between seasons but don't worry we will still have a new podcast episode every other week um, that will be coming out um, content that is a little bit surrounded around other weebish activities like um, 
Uh, <laughs> animes that we've been watching that we would love for you guys to watch as well uh, manga that we have been reading and then also we have some guests that we I have know been doing episodes oh. with and can I just say I'm super excited um, to share them because I feel like we connected really well and I just love that we have been able to make other friends um, yes. that share the same love of manga of anime of weebish things collections and all of that ton ton of fun stuff (laughs) um and so just watch out for those i know it's gonna be exciting and of course when we do pick up our season four coverage we will of course announce that um on our social media on instagram and tiktok and of course when that happens we will pick back up on watching two episodes and covering two episodes at a time and we will let you know when we do that exactly like we said before we're trying to give us a little bit of space and a little bit of room just in case there are delays in um releasing the episodes like there have been in the past um so just bear with us as the episodes are coming out. We will be getting out content as well um, with that fourth season. So thank you so much, everybody, for joining us today. Just as a reminder, if you have anything to say about our season finale, maybe people that you would have voted for the overall season three MVP or with any of these top superlatives, if you think that they're funny, we've actually had people <laughs> screenshot um, their answers to uh, things that we've put out before. Um, with mini weaves and with our season superlatives. So please, if you have those and you want to share with us, so great. We laugh super hard over those. It's always welcomed. And, <laughs> yes, exactly. So if you want to share that with us, please email us at littlebitweebish at gmail.com or you can reach out to us via our social media, which is TikTok and Instagram, and our handles are littlebitweebish. Okay, guys, we will see you soon. Thanks so much, everyone. Bye.